One of the things I think is crazy about marketing today is how many of us spend hours getting together social media content, digital marketing content, even emails, and not actually sitting back and thinking, is this stuff actually working? And getting put up or getting um, feeling like you can put up with it having really mediocre results. And to me, I feel like, what a waste of time. Why do I want to waste my time doing marketing that's just not working? And sometimes it feels like it's working because I'm getting likes and shares and all that stuff. But how do we know that it's actually working? And if it's not working right, how do we fix that? I'm your host, Rachel Clava, and this is Confident Content. And it is designed specifically for you, a small business owner, working out how to improve your marketing. The thought that I might be doing a marketing podcast about audits and about how to do your own audit kind of surprises me, to be honest. And we're going to do this over a series of different email of different podcasts because I really want to share with you some things that you can do to look at your own marketing. And this is things that I would look at. And obviously, this is really hard to do uh, generically without being able to tell you specifically what's going on. But I really want to help you start looking at your marketing more critically and think how can I make it better and what can I do to improve it so one of the things I wanted to talk about here is we're going to go backwards the reason I go backwards uh, in our marketing is we look at the end results and we start to find out where is it that it's breaking down last week we did a podcast about email and we didn't talk about doing an email audit but one of the things I talked about is that when I work with clients the first thing I do is I check to see if they've got regular email marketing and if they don't, we sort that out first. Then we go and look at their socials. Now, we also look at lots of other things. I look at uh, their website. I look at their messaging in general. I look at a whole lot of stuff around their whole goals and their why and all those sort of things. I do a lot of strategy work with them. I can't do that with you in a group context. I can give you some ideas and, and stuff, but I can't work specifically. But what I can do is talk to you about how things are going with your own marketing and your social media and your digital marketing. So the first thing is, I would like to ask you this question. What results are you getting? Are you getting consistent leads and that are converting to sale from your social media? Do you know where they're coming from? Uh, We can measure everything. So we We'll measure where a source comes in, like why it came. I might even ask ask during a sales meeting where it came from and why they chose that particular thing. But I can also often track them back to find other things that has happened find me. Like I can see that they've done a search on Google to find me, even though they might have come from somewhere else. I can see if they're mailing this. I can see if they've come from a Facebook or an Instagram post. I can see those things from my marketing software. And we measure all of those things to see what's working. And of course, it's not a pure science. Someone might come in Facebook, but they might have heard me on a podcast first. And it really relies on some conversations and noting that down. But if we are not getting consistent leads that are attributable to our social media, why are we doing that social media? And it does work. So instead of going, oh, it doesn't work, I'm just doing it because everyone has to, How about we change it to make it better? So this podcast is all about helping you work out how to improve your marketing from a digital content marketing place and how to work it through. And we're going to look at two particular areas. We're going to look at what I call the yours stage, which is when people are ready to buy. 
and the nurtured stage, which is when people are building that trust and relationship and deciding to choose you. Now, we're looking at this just from a digital marketing perspective. And then later on, we'll talk about the two other areas. One is the connected. And then the other one that we're going to talk about is the uh, noticed. And so we're going to do those over two other podcasts. So let's get started with this. So the first questions I said before is, what results are you getting? Are you getting consistent leads? And do you know where they're from? Is Are you getting consistent messages? So if you're not getting consistent leads and where they're from, are you at least getting people messaging you to reply back to your work? If you're not getting that, are you getting consistent comments on your posts? Are you getting more than just two or three people every time commenting? Are you seeing people interact with it? And if you're not getting that, are you getting people sharing your content or liking your content or is the algorithm giving it good reach? So working backwards, we want to have consistent leads and we want to have those and know that they're coming from there. If you haven't got that, then maybe you might have consistent messaging and we know we can tweak things to make things better for your leads. If you don't have that, maybe you've got consistent comments and you've got those. And if you don't have that, then maybe you've got some shares, some likes and reaches. And those things help us work out where it's broken. So if you're not getting any shares, likes and the reach is really poor, then we know that that is a problem in terms of the content being targeted at the right audience and speaking the right way for them to be uh, to find it attractive. I mean, you need to think that there's all these different people on the internet and there's all these different audiences and the algorithm is geared to, te- to help your content get right in front of the right eyes. If you're not getting a lot of likes and shares and reach for that content, you know it's not hitting the right people. Now, not every piece of content is going to fly. So we're looking at it across a period of time. Don't freak out if one, one piece of content does badly. But we're wanting to see that. If that's happening, if you're getting some shares and likes, but you're not getting comments, then we know that we have to improve the way that we're engaging on that comment to get them people engage and share and talk and, and get a conversation with us going. If you're getting that, but you're not getting consistent messaging, that means that people aren't bonding with you personally enough to feel connected with you and feel like they want to talk to you personally. It's a good sign that personal private messaging. So we're looking for that. It's a precursor to emails and email content. And then if we're getting that, but we're not getting that consistent leads, it means we're not doing enough promotional posts. We're not talking to people and they're ready to buy stage. So that's how one of the ways that we'd look at it. Now, if you're not getting any of that, we tend to start with uh, working backwards and we start with making sure that all that promotional content is sorted out. We make sure that we've got all that personal social proof and all those different things. And then we work towards the other side. The way that people often teach is to focus on building your audience first. But my whole philosophy is if we don't have the groundwork of all the other things in place, if we build this audience, build something for people to come to, when they come to it, there's nothing there. So we start with whatever tiny community we've got. We learn how to get engagement from that community first. And then once we've got that, then we can be ready to grow and have reach. Otherwise, it's growing an audience without having a business purpose. We are business owners, not influencers. So we don't need to worry about having a massive audience until we've built that community that people are going to come to. That's the first thing. So you need to ask what results you're getting. The second thing you need to think about is what results do you actually want? Have you become so disappointed in social media and digital marketing that you've forgotten that you should have good results from them? Have you forgotten that you should get leads? Now, you may not get them across every platform, but I do recommend that you choose one platform or maybe two that you're focusing on, and those are the ones that I want you to be measuring your leads from. 
So what results do you want? How many leads do you want to have a week? How many sales do you want to have eventuating from that? How many conversations do you want to be start having with people that they've initiated? You need to think a little bit about that sort of stuff and actually write it down instead of going, I'm not going to expect anything because I don't want to be disappointed. Actually sit down and work out what you actually want. You're allowed to do that. So those are two things that I would ask first is kind of have a look at that. And I'd like you to have a little look at your marketing and answer it really honestly for yourself. Are you actually getting the results you want from it? Because if you aren't, you do have to make some changes to make it better. Um, So that's really important. Now, if we're looking at consistent leads, getting more consistent leads and also getting people to trust us, there's a couple of different things we want. So to increase those leads or sales, we have to make sure that we've got a couple of types of material that we're going to use for that. So the first one is what I call promo posts. This doesn't mean they're on sale. Um, It just means that they are promotional, really beautifully written, your best work, work that talks about why they should choose you how they would work with you, what that process is, how much it's going to cost them, all the really important things that you need to tell them to remove their objections. And I want you to create five or six of these types of promotional posts to have in your marketing. Now they can be repeated. Um, I like doing them as a carousel post. I'm also going to do some single image ones because obviously carousel posts don't work so well for Facebook. They could be a beautiful video. I need to do some videos. One of the painful things about this is that I always remember things and go, oh my gosh, I need to do some of those. So I'm just doing, I'm writing it down now. I'm going to do five or six promotional videos. I'm just writing that down for myself. Okay, so you can have like a range of those sort of things and things that will help people understand the why me or why you material. Things that will help them. If you are getting people saying things like, and I used to have people say this to me all the time, I want to work with you, but I don't know how. That you, Someone used to say that to me a lot. I used to get lots of messages of people saying, I'd like to work with you, but I don't really know what you do. That's because I wasn't telling them in my marketing. So I would do lots of how-to content, lots of relational content, but I wouldn't actually tell people how to work with me. And it's such a silly thing to miss out, right? So that might be if you were saying that, you want to have that. Or if you're seeing people engaging with you and interacting with you, but then going and choosing to work with your competitors or other people in your industry, they see you as a knowledge vault and even someone that they might want to get to know, but they're not bonded enough to you to want to work with you. And that's where these two areas are areas that we need to have to increase that engagement of consistent messaging and getting those personal messages in or getting those consistent leads because both of those are quite strong buying signals. So I want to have really good promotional posts. So as I said, I recommend recommend five or six of those. I'd also do, and here again, I'm feeling very, uh, this is my area of weakness when it comes to marketing. I'm really, as people often say, you know, I'm a really good self-promoter. I'm very confident at showing up and all those sort of things. But I actually hate talking about my wins. Um, And I hate talking about, I hate sharing testimonials. I, I just... I'm really like, I'm quite private and I like other people being private and I also don't want anyone to feel like I'm the one that did the work if I work with someone because actually with both my strategy and my coaching, my clients are doing the work, it's not me. I'm just there as a guide and I really don't feel like it's me. I feel it's them. You know, I got a couple of clients today, had wins and they shared them in in our Facebook group, in our little private Facebook group and I just... 
it's them doing the work. It's not me. So I always feel a little bit of a fraud when I when I'm sharing testimonials. I'm like, it's not me. It's you guys. So I struggle with this a little bit, and I have to work through this. I am being a very bad person by telling you that because I know that you're meant to love doing testimonials, and I'm meant to love doing testimonials, but. client stories and testimonials is a weakness for me I don't not have them I have got bucket loads of them I just don't share them and I'm trying really hard Um, I have done it a couple times this year and then I just rabbit over and just share the same ones over and over again when I get new ones all the time and I'm trying really hard to make sure that I share more client stories and testimonials because I'll tell you when I see them on other people's posts they either make me feel like I want to work with them or they make me have FOMO that I I'm not doing that same thing and I look like a dick that I'm not doing them. So client stories and testimonials are so important in this stage of getting people to trust us and use us more. So if this is something you haven't got and it's a gap like it is for me, then that could be another area that you could work on. One of the things that I do with my testimonials, and this won't work with everyone, is I just actually worked with a client today and we do six sessions over um, six sessions of 90 minutes to do a strategy. And normally in that last session, I'll ask them for a testimonial. Now, that client was told in the fifth session that I would not be asking them for a testimonial because they haven't done the work that they are required to do uh, while we're working together, but that I'd like to catch up with them in a month's time. So I'm quite strong on, they would have happily given me a testimonial. They were happy with me, uh, but I wasn't happy with the output of work that we have done together in terms of what they've been able to do. And so I want to have a really great testimonial. So I'm quite fussy around making sure that I have ones that are valuable and that has got that work. I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about that relationship we've had and the results they've had. So I am quite fussy around when to do them. But there's, I will tell my customers and my clients normally that that last sort of five, ten minutes that we work together is then we actually just hit and record and we do a testimonial together. And that's because I now feel really confident with those. I'm due to do some more with my coaching program and normally I do a thing where we do like a little session together one-on-one and then I just record a little testimonial at the end of that as well. Uh, And so that's something I have grown in. I didn't used to ask because I wasn't 100% happy with the way I was working and so even if they were happy, I wasn't. Uh, And I'm still really used to sharing those. I've got a bunch of those that I recorded (laughs) a few months ago and I haven't actually shared them. So I am a hypocrite when it comes to this sort of thing, and I know I could be better. Yes, I could. I shouldn't be doing this. I'm recording this uh, late at night in a hotel room before I go on a work trip. So you're getting a loose, unhinged Rachel admitting all her faux pas instead of uh, Rachel who's pretending that she's got all this shit together. Um, Not that I ever do that, but yeah, anyway. Right, so so client stories and a testimonial. So this is part of you should be doing, have you got those? Are you sharing these? So these promotional posts and social proof should be around 10% of your content and then client stories and testimonials can come as part of the 30% quotient of that building relational trust with you. So when you think about 30%, that's one in every three. So you could be sharing a testimonial once a week if you've got three posts a week or you could have some other things in there which is just your insight and your values and your belief and your, and your thoughts around things. And that kind of fits in with that client testimonies and stories and testimonials. The other thing that's really useful in that part is also using frequently asked questions. This is one of the things that I used to recommend years ago and then I stopped and now I'm really into them again. 
Because a frequently asked question is an objection remover. It is basically saying this person has got an obstacle in the way from buying from you. They might not know how much it costs. They might not know what the waiting list is. They might not know the process. And every frequently asked question that you ask on ask and then answer on social media is removing an objection between them and you for them to be able to have that. So they go, cool, I know that now. I, I'm ready to work with you. So I really recommend having them. They're great to have on your website anyway. So one of the things I've been getting my coaching clients to do is to write ready kick-ass frequently asked questions for their website. And um, again, this is on my list of things to do. I've taken some time off next week so I can get some of these things done. I'm like you. I struggle to get this stuff done too. I know I'm adding to your to-do list every day, every week when I do these podcasts. And I know some of you are like, great, I can work on this. And some of you are like, thanks, Rachel. I thought I was going to be okay, but now I've got to do more work. Thank you so much. Maybe I'll just skip this this podcast for another week. Please don't do that. I'd love to. I'd love it. And by the way, if you're enjoying it, please do um, go and review it and actually share it with other people. As a new podcast, it needs all the love and help it can get. Anyway, right. So back to frequently asked questions. So, you know, I've got ones around how long it takes to work with me, how many people I work with at a time, um, how to how to join up, what the process for that would be. And I'm going to rewrite those questions. I wrote some in 2019. They're out of date. So I'm going to redo them again next week. And then I'm going to use Metrical because I schedule in there. Full disclosure, this is how I'm going to do it. This is how I'm teaching my clients to do it. We are going to load, I'm going to load them up into a spreadsheet with the image and the content download that as a csv upload it into metrical and have it as an auto list i'm going to choose a day a week a time a week and it's just going to automatically post out a day and a time will be one of my busy days and it's going to have a frequently asked question and there'll be like 12 or 13 of them once it gets to number 13 it goes back to number one and they're just going to rotate around and you guys if you're reading my stuff you might see it more than once and that is okay but lots of you won't because that's the way the algorithm works and it will be okay. But the people that need to see it that day will see it, which is what counts. So having promotional posts, having frequently asked questions, having testimonials and client stories, those are the things that help build that trust and get people to really buy from you, which is really important. And so that needs to be 10 to 20% of your content. So for those of you that are doing three posts a week, that will be one out of every six or one out of every three, um, between one out of every three or one out of every six. Um, maybe two, two, one or two out of every six, it would be, gosh, Rachel, your maths. Um, so it's two out of every six, one out of every three. It is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, so one out of every three or one out of every six, somewhere between that. It's not perfect. If it's one out of every, if you're doing five a week, it's definitely one out of every five every week or sometimes it'd be three out of five. So it's a little more than that, um, that sixth, one sixth or one third. So so those are kind of those promotion, those promotional posts, those are ones. And so the promotional posts, the client stories can be repeated as well. The frequently asked questions, these are already good evergreen content that you can just have running. And I call it kind of like the, the catch-all undercurrent. They're never meant to go viral. They're meant to be there for people that are really getting close to buying from you just to take it and just keep on massaging that kind of buying signal and how people lead to you. And you can have message me, get in touch, drop me a note, talk to me below, whatever it is to get those activities going. But we really want to move people to messaging us and then also saying, hey, I read your post and I'd really like to work with you. 
So that those ones there, they will they are for catching the people that are really hot to work with you. They're not for everybody else. Okay, so they're not going to be huge. Then the other part of this is we need to have posts that show your personality, your insight, your life, and show you as the face of your brand. And we'll do a bit more work on this side. But it's just talking more about yourself. And I've got like a little sheet that I'm going to set, I'm going to give you guys this week. I'm going to give it to you as a free little download. Um, and it's one of the things that I share with my one-to-one strategy clients, which is 20 ways you can talk about yourself. And there's things you don't have to do on that. It's like a bingo board. So you could choose something on there and go, oh, look, I don't want to talk about that. That's something I want. But you could circle several things. And then those are topics that you can have as your boundaries. Um, they include things like your pets, um, maybe your faith, the movies that you've enjoyed, um, your favorite time of the day. There's all these different things that you can do. And just choose, you know, six or seven different things on here that you can have as your topics of rotation that you can use. Now, if you're super clever, you can integrate those ideas with the niche that you're in and bring them together. But you don't even have to do that. You can just share elements of your life. And share. You can do a little bit of that on your feed. It depends on what platform you're on, but say if you're Instagram, you can do some of that on your feed and then some in stories, and you can share a lot more personal stuff in your stories. If on your LinkedIn, we don't have stories, so you're going to have to do it on your feed. Um, on Facebook, you can use stories as well. You can use the same with Instagram. TikTok, you can use stories. YouTube, you can use stories. It's just weird old LinkedIn that doesn't have that option anymore. Um, so you don't have to necessarily have all of this on your feed, but it's that reminder to show up being more vulnerable, showing a side of you that is more real and connected, because that is the part that people often miss. We're so stuck on the stupid how-to content, and now I am going to do a podcast on how to do how-to content because it's driving me nuts, but we don't have to show everyone how we do our job. We can show them how we can do stuff for them, but we don't have to show them how to do the job so we don't have to do the job. And I see so many people doing that for how-to content and or are they just showing really crappy stuff that just is so everyone else is doing, you know? Like either you're the first one out to do that topic and if you're lucky, sometimes it happens, but sometimes just... Do we have to all make the same video about how to do something? Can't we just sometimes leave it? I mean, I have sometimes done how-to video. I, I used to do this stuff all the time. I, I do a lot less how-to content because how-to content is great for building trust and I know what I'm talking about. But you can do that without having to do how-to content. And we will talk about how you do that because I think that's really important. But Let's get back to this. If you're not getting consistent leads or consistent messaging, it's probably because people aren't bonding with you enough and it means that you're not doing enough promotional posts. So doing posts that share more insight about yourself, your values, the way you live your life, your hobbies, the things that you do outside of your work environment and helps people interact with you better, helps people go, I like this person. I don't just like what they teach. I don't just like what they do, but I like this person. For example, I talk about my ADHD. Um, some of you will love that. Some of you will not. You are not my ideal clients because you're going to have to put up with my ADHD. Um, I've talked about my dogs. I also like cats, by the way. But some of you might hate dogs and might not want to work with me because I've got a dog. Some of you won't care. And some of you will like me more because I've got dogs. 
Um, I'm about to go, <laughs> at the time of this recording, I'm about to head off um, tomorrow and doing some brand photos and it's possible that one of the brand photos might have me with a miniature horse. Some of you might think that's ridiculous. You're probably not my ideal client. Um, so, well, you might be. I mean, you could think I'm ridiculous and still want to work with me. But, you know, so having a personality, sharing insight, sharing your own opinions and your views on things, it's scary, but it means the more we do that, the more we get our ideal clients on return. So it's really important that we share that and we actually work through that and do that. And people who don't fit us will naturally filter themselves out. So it's really, it does make your life much better when you're working with people that really like who you are and that you can really like them back because you found people that are your people. They don't have to be exactly the same. I work with people who've got very different beliefs than me, um, have different lifestyles, all those things, but there's enough, enough of a connection for us to really enjoy working together. There's a value somewhere in there that is the same. And that's really important. And you can't find that unless you're showing up and sharing that. So going back to the audit thing, if you're looking backwards and you're going, am I getting consistent leads? And I know that they're, that, that they're from, then that's great. But if you're not getting enough or you want, you know you're not getting consistent leads and you're not getting that consistent messaging, then this is the bit that we fix first before we go back to the other things. So you make sure you've got those promotional posts in there. You make sure you've got those frequently asked question posts. We make sure you've got some testimonials, some client stories. If you've only got one or two, that's okay. Just share them every now and again until you get more and get brave at asking for them. And if you don't want to ask for them, think about why. Is it because you really know that the offer isn't quite right? Is it because the pricing's not right? That's quite a common reason too. Is it that you know you didn't do your best work? Or is it that you're attracting the wrong sort of customers? Because you do know that whatever you show, you grow. So if you're feeling a hesitation around those testimonials and client stories, potentially it's because of that. The frequently asked questions, um, so those are really useful for just removing those objections. And then focus on those posts that show your personality, your insight, your life and the face of the brand. That's the first part of this audit. And the next one, we're going to talk about what how-to content actually is. And then the last one of those is we're going to talk about how to get noticed and the three types of content that you can use to get noticed. It's been a real pleasure. I'm really enjoying doing this with you. Uh, this is a podcast that's really meaningful for me. I thank all of you that have messaged me to say that you're enjoying it and that you're doing it. I get lovely messages from people saying that they're applying the work, which is wonderful. Um, and I'd love to hear from you this week. Let me know if you are making an impact with this and you're having a look and seeing what you can do to promote yourself a bit more clearly and how you can show up a bit more for yourself as well. And I'll make sure I put in the show notes that little link um, to the PDF that I normally initiate with my clients um, so that you can use it as well. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you next week.